welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about games to give us choices. I'm Nora. I'm joined in the flesh by Molly. That's weird. Why did you say it in the flesh? Because you're here in the flesh. You could just say I'm in the apartment. I'm not the apartment. Okay, I guess that's true. You're not the apartment either. I am also not the apartment. You are flesh. Yeah, okay. Starting off weird. What games did you play this one? (laughs) (laughs) Incredible segue. Um, Last time was September. Uh, I have a list. Mm -hmm. Uh, I played Metroid Dread. Okay. I, I beat that a couple times. That game's good. I liked it a lot. Um, I think the Emmy sections, uh, are mid at best, uh, and the counterattack thing is very cool. I like counterattacking guys. I love to do that and kill them. Um, it's one of the, one of the major tent poles of action games is being able to do a cool counter. Yes. True. Girls want one thing. So true. And it's counterattack. It's fucking disgusting. Um, I also played Unsighted. Uh, which is a... I saw... I think the devs describe it as a Metroidvania, but no, it's not. Um, it's just... (laughs) It's just... Um, an adventure game. Um, and it's got kind of a... It's, it's got, like, the soul stamina system, so you can only swing your sword so many times, you know? Um, or do rolls and jumps and stuff like that. Um, and I was kind of vibing with it for, uh, the first couple areas, but as it went on... There's a real big focus in that game on uh, doing doing counterattacks, doing parries, mm-hmm. um, which would be fine if you are in a lot of one-on-one engagements, but you almost never are uh, for those later areas, uh, which led to a lot of really frustrating, because you only counter one thing at a time. So if two guys are attacking you at the same time, you're kind of fucked. Um, you do have like a dodge roll and all that, but it everything's too chaotic to be dodging out of the way all the time. Um... And I got, like, four areas deep before I just ended up quitting on it because I I just don't think it uh, follows through. There's also this whole mechanic where you only have so many hours left to live. um, And you can extend that with special items you find in the world. uh, But everyone else in the world, every NPC, also has a different timer that they are on for how long they'll be alive. So you can lose, like, your weapon upgrades guy. You can lose the item shop person. You can lose everybody. Um, and you can turn that off and it's an interesting mechanic, I guess, but if you die, you lose like three hours for everyone. Uh, and I just didn't think it ended up being as fun as they wanted it to be. Looks cool. Yeah. It's got a good look. It's about lesbian robots. So like, I mean, for that crowd, you know, have at, (laughs) um, there's, you know, there's something there for you. Mm hmm. Um, I also played, um, uh, Until Dawn. I don't know if you've heard of that one. No, I haven't. Um, I played the Castlevania Advance Collection. Ooh. I got that and I started playing it. Which uh, one did you play? I don't know what the first one is called. It's just the first one on the list. I don't, it's something of the moon. Circle of the moon. Circle of the moon. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's um, got the Game Boy Advance games plus Rondo, right? I think so. I don't Weird remember. Weird choice. I, I don't know anything about Castlevania. That's why I'm playing them. Because I want to know Circle about Castlevania. Circle of the Moon is a little bit of a unpopular one. Um, yeah, Pris said that one's mid. The other ones are better. It's weird. It's a, It's kind of feels like a weird half step between the old style of game and the new style of game. Because you do start out and you're like doing the Belmont strut. 
Yes. You're, like, walking. Yes. And you have to find a thing that lets you, like, dash, dash. around yeah. like Galakard does. Um, the other thing about it uh, is that the Switch is just horrendous to play video games on. Yeah. So I, through circumstance, I have mostly been trying to play it handheld for that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just fucking hurts my hands after just a little bit of time, honestly. Let me hit you with, an which hy- is frustrating. with a hypothetical for Circle of the Moon. Okay. Imagine you're playing Circle of the Moon. Yeah. Screen is a little bit smaller. Yeah. There's no backlight. Oh. That game is dark. Is it? It's all browns and blues. Yeah, I guess that's true. To the point that the next game in the series, Harmony of Dissonance, they gave the player character a blue outline at all times. <laughs> because worm lights were not that popular. Yeah. And, um, the, and the Game Boy Advance didn't have a backlight yet. That's that's why you need the Game Boy Advance SP. That's right. That's right. The second best handheld ever designed. What's number one? Uh, something that I can hold comfortably in my hands, <laughs> which is I don't know. Oh, okay. You don't I, have a you don't have a number either one? the D, the 3ds XL or yeah, that's pretty nice. The Vita, the the regular 3ds fucking hurts my hands too. I don't know. Nintendo's terrible ergonomics. Which is yeah. weird. Um, they want a rectangle with rounded corners. That's the extent of their like. Yeah, their whole thing. They've just always have, been a rectangle with rounded corners. They've just never considered grip. Ever. How do you feel about the GameCube? GameCube controller is okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's it, at I like least those feels, triggers. They're okay. They're like, and then they click. Um, the PlayStation Five has those. Then you can change them right yeah it, it changes it's cool um so i i played some of the some of circle of the moon and mm-hmm. i killed cerberus uh and never got that far i never was able to beat cerberus i beat cerberus uh and i got to a couple new areas last night um but it's a game boy advance game so i'm having a little bit of a difficult time like keeping track of like what to do and there's not a lot of dialogue in that game at all no but there is an unlockable character. Does it do anything? Or is it just a different, like a sprite swap? I mean, you don't get the same weapons and abilities. You oh, just have, okay. You just have... The thing. The way that the advanced games do that is like, once you beat the game, you can unlock the second character. Second character just has all of the capabilities that you need to get through the game from yeah. the start. And I think you just level up and get more health and stuff as you progress. But it's about like playing as this different play style and like... You play as Maxim. That doesn't mean anything to me, but okay. The Is other, that the other guy? The other guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I started a new Animal Crossing island because uh, I lost my save when I had to switch uh, switch switches um, last year. Uh, or I guess it was earlier this year when Monster Hunter came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I gave Pris my old switch because I got the Animal Crossing one, uh, but it, it deleted my Animal Crossing save, which is devastating. Uh, so I started a new one because they're releasing that big patch uh, in a couple... When you hear this, it'll be tomorrow. It'll be out. Um, so I uh, started a new island for that. Um, beginning of that game still fucking blows, man. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to try it again uh, and see if I stick to it at all. But it's just... It's just not Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's not what I want. It's weird. It's a very Nintendo decision to, like, 
It feels like they kind of halfway went in one design direction while also trying to stay in the other. They yeah, space. they made the they made Pocket Camp, and then we're like, what mm. if we just turn this into a whole game and like put a couple Animal Crossing things in there, but not all of them. Uh, what if what if your fucking tools broke every three minutes? Hmm. Can you make them out of better materials, like iron or or diamonds, perhaps? Uh, you can make them out of iron, but then they still break after five minutes instead. Ah. Yeah. It's fucking frustrating. Tragic still... that Breath of the Wild is a terrible video game because of that decision, but... Yeah, I'm not a Breath of the Wild guy, so I'm not going to get mad at you about that. <laughs> but uh, I know everybody else in the world is going to get mad it's, at you it's about fine. that. It's fine. I just don't like weapon durability generally. There's very specific instances where I think that it's fun and interesting. but um, You in like a, it in The Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. I like it in Morrowind. Okay. I like it in an RPG that is more RPG than action. But yeah. if it's an action game, I don't like it at all. That's where I really come down on it. Where like... Because it usually either doesn't matter, like Dark Souls, okay, or uh, it's too much, like Breath of the Wild. And I like, I like the idea of that. But like, what if weapon durability, but too little? <laughs> <laughs> the idea of constantly picking up new stuff, and there always being something for you to pick up and use, and like learn different things. Like, I understand the the like intent there. It just doesn't work out that way for me in play, and I it just makes it un- less fun. It's funny because you like this in Code Vein, but instead of weapon durability, it's swapping, uh, builds. swapping builds. Yeah, yeah, and I fucking hate that. I mean, that's not really durability, but right, but like it's but kind of the same. Stuff yeah, up. switching yeah. stuff up constantly. I fucking hate it. Don't do that to me. I want to use my sword. Um, if, if I understand the mechanics at play, I'm fine with like playing around, messing with stuff. Switching th- switching things up, but my the thing I was saying is about weapon durability is like if it's specifically like it's kind of like encumbrance where like if the game if the tone of the game is right and the feel is right then it's fine, but um, specifically in like action games I hate it. Uh, and then last one last night I played Cyanar Wild Hearts. Uh, it was cool. I don't know, not a lot to say about it. It's very pretty. Is, so. The music is good. Uh, it is a Switch game developed by Simogo. Uh, it is, I think it's advertised as like a pop album video game. Yep. Um, it's pretty neat. It's just a little rhythm game. Um, your girl, you end up kissing some other girls. It's good. Oh, she's got a sword. Yeah, she's got a sword. She's got a bow. She's got a bow? Yeah, there's a bow in there too. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool. I don't know. I don't know how much, if I'll go back to it uh, anytime soon, but that was a neat like hour and a half. Um, I'm glad I got it on sale, because if I paid 20 bucks for that, I would probably be a little it's salty. It's currently still on sale. Yes. It looks like it is 40% off for the next two days. I gotta say, I was looking, um, on the, the Nintendo eShop last night. Why? I don't know how anybody finds fucking anything in there. You go in with exactly the thing you want, you yeah. fucking search, and you hope it's there. You cannot browse that store. It is a nightmare. I was just looking to see if there was anything because uh, I'm on a vacation right now, um, and uh, clearly, clearly, <laughs> and I wanted just something new to play, uh, and I don't want to just play Animal Crossing. I was hoping for something else, but I, it's just impossible to navigate that store. So yeah, uh, I failed in that endeavor, but whatever, uh, I, I'll live. Nor did you play anything this month besides Skyrim. <laughs> You can't talk about that I yet. I can't talk about Skyrim until next month. Um, 
but I'm moving this month or like, you know, end of this month, early next month. So I decided to get that one out of the way. Please send your Skyrim questions in. We've already started getting some. Um, other games I played this month. I don't even know if you played any. I was playing some Icewind Dale. Did I say that last time? Icewind Dale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Icewind Worldwide. I guess I didn't play that many things. I've, no. I mean, there's no gameplay counter you, on I the PS4. I think you did talk about getting Icewind Dale last time. I don't know if you had played it yet, but you were talking about getting it, and then you know it what? I, breaking a bunch. You know what I can talk about, speaking of games breaking a bunch? What? The Elder Scrolls for Oblivion, <laughs> a you, game that I that you haven't played because I, I it won't broke work so bad it won't boot. Um, and I tried to clean and install it, and it still won't boot. So I don't know. You how gotta face to the mic. That. You gotta face the mic. You're looking at me. I'm looking all over the place. Yeah, that's not good. Some good audio. It's fine. Okay. I'm not moving my head over here to talk into that. Well, now you are. Anyway, did you play any video games? I believe we discovered the answer is no. I looked at Autumn's computer as if I would find answers. <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah. Actually, I did play some video games. What did you play? I played 10 minutes of Eternal Ring. What? A first-person action RPG from From Software, originally for the PlayStation 2, recently remastered and released on the PlayStation 4. Okay, so you played 10 minutes of it? Yeah, I was busy doing Skyrim, but I wanted to try it out. Okay. Dia recommended it. Okay. It seems neat. Uh, It seems complicated and obtuse, which is a From Software sort of staple from the pre-Dark Souls era. Um, Specifically, uh, there's a different PS2 game that they put out that I really want to get into called Evergrace. Uh, I've tried emulating it a couple times, and it's a little wonky. But it seems really interesting, and uh, I wanna, I wanna play that one. This one seems neat. Okay. I didn't get that much gaming done that I can talk about because because uh, you've been playing Skyrim. <laughs> I've been playing Skyrim. I did stream it. Exportodd.io/video. I've done two streams. We're probably gonna do another one in the next day or two. Soon, I'm gonna do another one because yeah, I like doing it, and people like watching, so it's fun. Until dawn.
Until Dawn is a horror game about some people stuck in a haunted, spooky hotel mansion. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lodge. It's a lodge. Yeah, ski lodge. But now owned by this family, the Washingtons. Used to be a mine and a sanatorium and, or those things existed on the same mountain at least. Uh, and now the property is owned by the Washingtons, who are rich and assholes. Are we giving up on this on the summary? Well, I was about to get into the summary, but like in five sentences. Okay, give me five sentences. No, bitch, you have the computer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's my birthday, and you want me to do the summary? That's my gift to you. No, that's not a gift. It's adding something to your life. No, do the fucking summary. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one year ago, Hannah and Beth died because a prank was pulled on Hannah that distressed her enough that she ran outside during a storm, and when Beth ran after her, they both died in an accident and were never found. Present day, people, uh, this whole like friend group, comes back together on the anniversary to do their annual, like, hangout party thing at this lodge. And tensions are high and energy is weird because of what happened last time. And the relationship dynamics have shifted within the group as well since then. And they soon find a bunch of weird things start happening to them. After a little while, it's revealed that Josh, the brother of the two girls who died, has set up a bunch of fake uh, stalker, not stalker, slasher yeah. movie like stuff and haunting, haunting, haunted house movie like stuff uh, to scare everybody and to cause certain people to like get together because neither of them will make a move and also to... Like, extract some kind of revenge on these people who didn't, uh, not that they didn't, um, help the two girls who died, but because they caused the death by doing this very cruel prank on her. However, at the same time, there's a Wendigo, which is a creature that forms from a person who... Uh, engages in cannibalism while on this mountain that is cursed that it is hunting people it's hunting people uh, as well as the guy who lives on the mountain who uh, was hunting the wendigo before and that's that's spooky you're like six sentences deep right now (laughs) that's sentence four actually now it's sentence five You you don't know about semicolons and compound (laughs) sentences? Sentence five. Uh They have to survive until dawn. (laughs) Alright. Yeah, sure. The game plays kind of like a David Cage game? Or like a... Not a David Cage game. What is the student... Quantic Dream. Yeah, Quantic Dream. Uh, in the sense of, like, you are moving the character around in the 3D space and finding interactables. And also, like, getting QTEs during cutscenes that could come up at any time. Um, 
But you usually, very, usually know when they come out. There's very little gameplay in yeah. this game. You mostly just kind of look around and pick stuff up. Yeah. I guess it's in the sense that you could call those Quantic Dream games adventure games. Yeah. Uh, this is in that style of, of game. Yeah. Uh, but it's also a horror game, so sometimes you get spooked. You get like a thing jumping out at you. or Yeah. There's creepy stuff in, ahead of you, but you have to walk toward it because the game has to progress. Things like That's that. That's how it is. Um, this game could have been a movie. Yeah, it would have been better as a movie. It would have been way better as a movie, and also could have been uh, about eight hours shorter. It's about eight hours long. Uh, yeah, that's probably right. It could have been, okay, it could have been uh, six and a half hours shorter. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think a two-hour movie. That's too long. You don't need that much. Mm, I don't know. You don't need that much. You have so many characters. There's, yeah, there's there's eight playable characters eight people you play as i think matt emily uh josh mike jess ashley sam chris beth oh i guess technically you play as beth but she's <laughs> she's just the prologue yeah um, it's very funny to you to list off all these characters as just normal names and have no one who hasn't played the game is going to, like, take anything away from us saying well, just... What the fuck? Oh, sorry. I won't say their names next time. <laughs> no, I'll just, just leave them nameless. I was commenting on how funny it is that all these characters just have normal names. They do. They, they, it's just a slasher movie. Yeah. It's just a horror movie. Um, I hate these kids. Mostly. I hate... Te- I think it just hate teenagers is what it comes down to. I think this is true about you. Yeah. I think I think that's true. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't know who you're apologizing and I, to. <laughs> and I don't... I mean, I know I don't like horror media very much. Um, but I also thought that this was... Um, th- th- lacking. Uh, I, th- I would like to know what the fuck is up with the Wendigo situation. Because it's very unclear about... Th- so, there's a guy who's been living on this mountain for years. He has been trapping them in the sanatorium that they had escaped from previously. Except for one who's very strong, whose name I forget. Because it's only in this one little video that they show you if you collect all the totems. Um, it's uh, the Assassin's Creed 2 style of, like, you get fragments of the video by finding the collectibles. Yeah. So, when you piece it together... And by by getting all the collectibles, then you see like the reveal. Yeah, this this is the story, but like you you can figure it out. It's not very hard. Um, so there's this guy who has been trapping the Wendigos in the sanatorium. Um, he keeps saying, and maybe this is just because I don't know about Wendigo lore. Maybe that's my problem here. Or, mm. but the game is not clear. As to whether the mountain is cursed and anybody who uh, has to do cannibalism on the mountain will turn into a Wendigo. Or if there are Wendigo spirits that need to be around to possess people. Because the stranger on the mountain has been trapping these Wendigos instead of killing them because he's scared of the Wendigo spirits. I am unclear on whether or not that matters because the only way to turn into a Wendigo is to eat somebody else. So I don't know what the spirits matter or if it's a curse or if it's just how the world works. This is complicated by the fact that this is like a sort of 
retooling of real world like folklore into yeah. a horror movie. The thing, the version of it presented in the game, is that when the miners came in 1893 to mine for tin and radium, <clears throat> they mined deeper into the sacred mountains. And when the uh, the Cree claimed that the mountain cried out and the Wendigo spirits were released. Since then, many people had been possessed by the cursed. So the spirits existed before people were cannibals. Right, but they only possess people who eat other people. Yes. Anyone, there was a belief that people, anyone who hurt the mountain or things near it would be like, would suffer some sort of harm in return. And so when this mine opened up, uh, the mountain cried out and these Wendigo spirits were released into the... Uh, I assume that's also referring to the cave-in. When it says the mountain cried out. Because the, the miners get trapped because of a cave-in and start eating each other after a while. And then they become Wendigos. Okay. Sure. I would simply kill the Wendigos. I guess I just don't understand why we're not killing the Wendigos. Do they do the Wendigo spirits make cave-in happen? Make cave-ins happen? Uh, but nobody goes in those mines anymore because of the cave-ins. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird... That's that's kind of like a, only a one-off line. But. I was talking to Nora about this last night, and I'm worried I'm being CinemaSins a little bit, but I really legitimately don't understand the problem here. I'm just I'm just trying to understand <laughs> what's going on I, in Until I, Dawn. I, the way I understand it is that the the ultimate Wendigo, the, the Ma- Ultra Wendigo, the Makapitu, okay, uh, is the one who killed this guy's grandfather. Yes, his grandfather Correct. used to hunt Wendigos. Correct. And the night that he killed it was the night that Hannah and Beth died, and that spirit was released from that body and went into Hannah. And then she ate. But why would it go into Hannah? Because it only possesses people who have already ate somebody. She waited 30 days before eating Beth. Yeah. It doesn't track. I don't know. I don't think it tracks. I don't think it makes any fucking sense. I think that typically a Wendigo is is associated with hunger in some way. That I don't. I obviously can't speak to that. I would not be having this problem at all if there wasn't that whole thing about. Well, you can't. Obviously, you can't kill the Wendigo because the Wendigo. Spirit. I don't know because nothing. If it happens. was just a curse on the mountain, I would have just been like, okay, cool. Like nothing happens other than you get jump scares more. If yeah, you... little little flying skulls fly out if you kill the Wendigos. Scary. I'm not 100% clear on on that. But. Yeah. I just think the game could be more clear about what the problem is with killing a Wendigo. That's the long and short. Anyway, um, shout out to Jess, the only good character. Uh, she just wants some dick, and God bless her for it. That's so true. Yeah. I just think she's nice. I'm re- sorry. Nora I'm, is reading the Wikipedia page. I'm reading about people are having this conversation on Reddit. <laughs> the one I'm doing. Killing the Wendigo <laughs> should be a last resort as it releases the spirit of the Wendigo. Is the quote from the game. Yeah. So, but it's not clear why that's bad. It's not clear. 
Except that it will create another Wendigo. Okay, sure. This person says, I think what he's getting at is that it's easier to have a Wendigo that's been around a bit rather than a brand new one. Which I guess those ones from the sanatorium are like 80 years old. Maybe this isn't like yeah. stated. Maybe they are like easier to deal with because they're old men rather than like a teenager. I don't think that's true though because they're all just monsters and they're all very scary in the yeah, same way that the other ones are. I'm extrapolating. I'm reading yeah. between the lines. This no, isn't canon. There's nothing in between the lines. <laughs> they didn't write anything in there. This is just a thing. I've seen multiple threads now of people just asking, hey, why is this line in there? Yeah. It's so it's so it makes it so that like the stranger can get killed because otherwise he would just be murdering these Wendigos and there wouldn't be a problem. That's that's the long and short of it. Um, I think this game um, is too slow and I understand why it's doing that because it's a horror thing. Uh, but some of the sections where you're just like walking through snow are so fucking boring uh, that it just is frustrating to play through. Um, I think the, I think the plot is fine, I guess, mm-hmm. besides, besides my Wendigo problems. I think it's fine. You get a bunch of fucking kids together. Josh being the one behind most of this stuff is the most obvious thing in the world. Yeah. It's, it's so I, clear from like minute one. If this was a movie and it came out in 2017, Okay. This game came out in 2015. Yeah. Let's, let's say a movie came out in 2015. Okay. It would be a decently liked movie that then people, like, four years later would come back to and be like, yeah, this is kind of racist, isn't it? Yeah. And then wouldn't talk about it again. Yeah. It would come back briefly for that conversation, and then... It would go back to being sort of an obscure horror movie. I guess we should say that it is big racist. It is racist. Yeah. It is like you're finding these totems. Yeah. That give you premonitions of, uh, of future events. Loss, death, fortune, or guidance. Um, Stupid. It's. I don't understand the totems. I don't think they're helpful. <laughs> They're not. It's it's sort of a reverse. It's funny. This is 2015. It's sort of a reverse. Um, Life is Strange. Where with Life is Strange, you can make a decision and see the immediate consequences, and then rewind and do the other one. So oh, but you, you can, can't see the long-term consequences. You can't see the long-term. Okay. In this, you'll see, like, long-term consequences for something, but you don't know how to what get it there is. or how yeah. to avoid it. So it's, it's, it's funny to me that this came out the same year, the same, like, month even. I think one of the episodes came out at the same, around the same time as That's this. really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um... I don't know. Uh, when I played, I ended up with three survivors. Mostly, <laughs> mostly because the uh-huh. don't move prompt, I did not realize, was straying on its own yes. without me moving. That's fucking annoying. That's the, the secret. Is It's that not it, clear. It says don't move and it has the blue bar. It's the front of the PS4 controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, understood that. Uh, I'm explaining for okay. the listener. Sorry. And it has a white line around, a bright border. And you have, it's, you know, the PS4 controller has motion controls. And so you have to keep it inside that loop. And when the game first came out, these were kind of impossible, as I remember. Everybody was having trouble with them. But basically, you have to hold it completely still. And then, uh, especially later on, it'll start 
drifting on its own and you have to slowly subtly correct it by like moving it down or to the left or whatever to like keep it in that in that ring so it's not really don't move it's you know don't move much i wish they would say that instead of don't move because i lost multiple people to that yeah and i'm like i'm sitting still i am like I'm like anchored on my chair, the thing is like, not moving. I remember watching. I think maybe even a giant bomb person would be like, "My controller's on the desk. I'm not moving." Yeah, and fucking frustrating. Don't do that. I think it was fun. Great. I'm glad you had fun. I think that's fucking irritating that it I, does that without explaining it. I only lost two people. You did, but you've also watched three let's plays of this before. <laughs> so let's not act like you did something really big I mean, and cool. The two that I lost were, like, the two that I always lose. Uh, so I lost Matt. I lost Matt. I lost Jess. I lost... I ended up losing Ashley. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then... The Ashley one was me being stupid. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have opened the grate. I knew better. And, the, yet and I they did just anyway. had the cutscene where she's like, they can perfectly mimic their prey. Well, it's not even that. There's also the thing, if Jess is still alive right before that, you play as her and she's in the same area the mind's yelling. So I thought that Ashley would find her because they do that to mm-hmm. make you think that to get Ashley killed. Uh... Yes. So they're, so they were, that's intentional, like, trying to trick you. Um, and then I've listed three deaths. Uh, Matt. Matt. I said Matt. I thought I said Matt. Oh, you didn't say anything about Matt. Uh, Matt fucking died. Matt got Wendigoed. Matt got hooked? Yeah, Matt got hooked. I don't know what you're supposed to do with him. I'm not I, I guess he's supposed sure. to have the flare gun lighter or something. Um, Emily, or I guess my few survivors were Emily and Chris and Mike. That think... was it. Everybody else died. Sam died too. I feel like to do, to save Matt, you have to trash his relationship. I feel like that's... Is that how it works? I think so. That's what, like, my... Um... My gut tells me. Okay. I have no idea. Um... But I thought... Uh, oh. A lot of the late game deaths were really frustrating because of the don't move stuff. Um, I think I lost two people in that last Wendigo sequence. Okay, it's a weird set of circumstances for Matt. Okay. Emily can find a flare gun at the top of the tower and can even either keep it or give it to Matt. If Matt receives the flare gun, he will either fire it immediately or hold on to it, depending on whether or not he agreed to go to the fire tower to begin with. What? You go either way, but you, when you're playing as Matt, you choose whether to say, yes, let's do this, or no, I don't want to do this. But you go either way, because Emily's taking you. And so based on that choice, then based on Emily giving the flare gun or not... Both of those choices combine to form the gate for whether or not Matt gets got by the window. That's nuts. You're you're like setting up that's his disposition. That's so unclear. It's really unclear because it's it's one of those that's not based on one decision. Like Ashley is easy. Like there's the one. Yeah, I mean, yes, that thing. was the bad decision I made. I, the no, one with- what I mean is like that's a one decision point. Oh, I know, but I mean, like, I my my problem isn't with like the multiple decision point. My problem is, why would deciding whether or not to go there affect whether or not he immediately shot off the flare gun? That doesn't make sense to me. I guess it's just, 
setting up whatever you like manipulating his disposition in the moment and like his mood to be like a certain way so that he will serve i don't know it's like you're taking a very detached perspective when you're trying to like uh manipulate the characters in this way yeah i guess so i i don't know it, that's uh, weird i don't i don't think i like that um you only lost matt and who is your other one jess jess because when uh mike is chasing after the wendigo to to save jess um you get multiple branches of like take a safe path or take a fast path and i took too many fa- too many safe paths i think if you take at least one fast path and don't miss any qtes then you'll save her i went all fast and she he he says to the camera like if i'd been faster i i would have saved her yeah that's true he did yeah but then she falls down on mine shaft anyway yeah but she doesn't die but she is alive she's alive and then when i was running away from a wendigo i accidentally pressed keep running instead of hide which would have saved her <laughs> but damn i picked the wrong one yep um yeah i think they want to kill a lot of people at the end of that game you got yeah you got it they want they want blood uh you get multiple prompts because the wendigos can only see you when you're moving you get multiple choices of do you make a run for it or do you hide and you like inch forward and if you inch forward you're doing multiple don't move prompts in a row uh and they last a good long while they but do. that allows you're a distraction for other characters in the back of the scene to like exit and be safe for the game yeah um and that's how you like once you get everybody to the end point then you have to go through that little challenge in order to keep everybody alive and again as somebody who didn't understand the continued don't move segments it was rough. really fucking irritating uh yeah. because it says don't move <laughs> i don't know if you noticed that but the instructions say do it does, not move it uh, does say don't move but you gotta move a little bit but you got but they <laughs> but but you should move it, but, but that's not what that's. But just a little bit. Fucking annoyed. Now that you've told me this, now that you t- when you told me that yesterday, I was so mad. <laughs> when you're like, "Oh yeah, you got to just like keep in it in there." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It says, "Don't move." Nora, video games are bullshit. We knew this starting this podcast. I know. Um, this is this is. I felt more down on it last week, but now that I'm thinking about it, this is like a better game. It's so much better when you're playing with somebody else. I played this alone. Oh, yeah. I played this solo. It is so fucking dull if you play alone. This is why I watched Let's Plays. I watched streams of this. Because, yeah. Because um, that having another person with you is is really makes a difference. Yeah. So, I mean, I was having a pretty good time when you were playing it yesterday mm-hmm. and I was watching and just like prodding you about it. While you were making your new... Animal Crossing. Well, I was making my Animal Crossing Island. That's so, right. We're creeping through the snow here in Wendigo Streams. And also, <laughs> <laughs> Wendigo pops out and he's like, <laughs> I need 12,000 bells. <laughs> That'd be a better game. <clears throat> um, you want to talk about the acting? Oh, sure, I guess. Uh, it's fine. One of the draws for this game was that it's very extensively mocapped. Very recognizable actor faces in here. We got Rami Malek. We got Hayden Panettiere. Which apparently nobody but me... Remembers who Hayden Panettiere was around I'm, here. You know I'm not a movies person. I don't even know what movies she's been in. She was in Heroes. You know I'm not a person who watches things. <laughs> you, think I watched, you think I watched fucking Heroes? I watched Heroes for okay. a while. Hope you liked it. I stopped after the first season because <laughs> I heard the rest of it was bad. So yeah, I had a good time. <laughs> 
Uh, coincidentally, that's also what I heard. Uh, also, you know, our boy, Peter Stormare. Peter! As the weird fucked up therapist who's weird, fucked actually up therapist. just in Josh's head. Um, Probably based on a real fucked up therapist that he actually That Peter saw. knew? That, no, <laughs> oh. that Josh was seeing as a real therapist. <laughs> I thought you were saying the character was based off of Peter's real life. <laughs> I assume that Dr. Hill is a real doctor that Josh saw yes. in the fiction. Sorry, you said real doctor again and I was <laughs> <laughs> But, basically, uh, between chapters, Peter Stormare will come out and give you weird, like, Choose which of these you fear the most, or like who, which of these How do you characters? feel about this scarecrow? <laughs> How does it make you feel? And I'm like, I don't know, it, it's kind of a creepy scarecrow. And he's like, do you believe in ghosts? I'm like, not really. And he's like, and yet you fear the scarecrow? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, calm down, I just think it's creepy. Ghosts aren't real, You're but it would be scary if they were. You're little game. Very kindly. No, very honestly. Honestly. Yeah. I love that guy. Peter's great. Love him. He's great. Well, I didn't I didn't realize it was that guy, because me and Nora watched John Wick 2 recently. And he's at the beginning of that movie, and I didn't realize that was him. Yeah. And Nora was like, oh my god, it's Peter. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that who that is? I love him. He's great in prison break. <laughs> <laughs> the he's- fucking pencil. <laughs> He plays like a mob boss in Prison Break. Oh, he also played a mob boss in John Wick too. <laughs> He's much more scummy in Prison Break. That I He's mean, like, that makes sense. Always sweaty and like li- like his hair is long and limp. He does look wet. Yeah, yeah. Peter Stormare generally a wet man. <laughs> <laughs> he he is wet. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, uh, Rami yeah. Rami Malik. Do people like him? I like him. Okay. I've only seen him in the first season of Mr. Robot, but I like him quite a bit. I guess he was fine in this. I don't know. The direction on his, like, crazy scenes was a little weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. I don't think I cared for it. When he starts doing sort of a John Wayne voice? Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, I... I don't understand his... Is he supposed to be, like, on... Is he... Is he's he supp- mentally ill besides the trauma? I think... Is that the suggestion? You get his medical history and he's had a long history of mental illness. Okay. I, I don't you, think you, I found that. But. You do find a file that dates back to like a decade prior. Why does something. he have that in his house? Okay. <laughs> I just left this out for everybody to see it at my lodge. <laughs> <laughs> for my fuck party. For my have. fuck party. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna fuck like porn stars, he says. Yeah, he says that. He says that. He admitted. <laughs> um, so he's also like, I think, implied that he's stopped his medication that he takes. I th- he doesn't say that. Like, um, Chris says, says that, that during a cutscene, yeah. and I think it's just kind of rude. Yeah, it's, I don't I'm, think I'm it's not serious. Really clear if he means it seriously or like as just a way of saying he's crazy. This guy's fucked up. Yeah, uh, it just kind of comes off as a little. Uh, little ableist mm-hmm. a little bit yeah um i don't know i thought everybody in this game was fine i don't think it like enhanced anything by having movie actors in it or just tv actors it just kind of seems like this could have these guys could have been anybody sure yeah 
I don't think it was enhanced by that to me. It was a thing people talked about. I remember at the time. It, this was the you know the era of uh, Beyond Two Souls having Willem Dafoe also John <laughs> and uh, was it Elliot Page? Is that who it was? Yeah, yeah. Um, what more is there to say about Until Dawn? I don't know how much there's to say about Until Dawn. It's a video game, but barely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I w- this it's very funny. The stranger shows up for 0.5 seconds and then gets fucking murked. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's like normal for this kind of thing, but it is very funny that he shows up, says, "Yeah, it's Wendigos," and then goes and gets himself killed by them. Yeah, and then he leaves his diary with all the monster lore for them to pick through. Thank God. I wish this game tracked people's choices. And maybe it does. I'm but sure it did in 2015. We got, <laughs> we got lots of network errors playing this. Yeah, I assume those servers were shut down in like 2017. I want to know how many people shot Emily. Uh, a lot, I assume. Because you don't have to do that. No. There's no reason to do that it. That you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. She's just a girl. She's just a girl. She's rich also. She is also rich. She's trying to live her life. Yeah. You know how it is. I don't know how it is to be rich. That's true. I don't know that either. But uh, that's until dawn. I think that's until dawn. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much there is to talk about. I have no idea how long I've been going. Um, but uh, do I have my phone in here? Do you know? Uh, it looks like it's on the floor behind you. Oh shit! It is. I'm gonna check the emails real quick. You should. I think we have some email. Where should we send? E- where should people send emails to? Journalupdated at gmail dot com. What that's, was that email? That's the email address. I want to say journalupdate.gmail.com. You got Why do you always do this? You got to say it twice. You don't have to. That's how you plug email. I don't know. Is it? We all choose from the things we uh, absorb from culture what our things are. What? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Jen writes in. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Until Dawn always felt like it was a perfect accident of a game from a dec- for a decent portion of its early development. It was going to be a first-person PlayStation Move game for the PS3. Oh, wow. <laughs> However, when they showed it around at Gamescom, the luster had worn out from motion games to playing around in debug mode made the team realize it was better as an interactive movie game. Since yeah. then, they've been attempting to recapture that magic with VR sequels and short- shorter standalone adventures, but each one felt like it was missing what made Until Dawn special. Even with the original writing-directing duo returning from Man of Medan, it didn't hit the same way. If you were tasked with making your own interactive horror movie, who would you hire for the cast, and what terrors would you make them face? Oh, boy. <clears throat> I played Man of Madon. I thought it was perfectly fine. Better than Until Dawn? I played it with four other people, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are five characters in that game, so we each swapped off when it was that character's mm. turn to play. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. Um, what kind of What kind of evil shit should we do? Are we doing this jointly? We can do this jointly. Let's do this jointly because I don't have any good ideas for it. <laughs> Get Daniel Craig in here. <laughs> and Rami Malek again. <laughs> if you want. I wasn't going to say that. I was but... going to say James Purefoy. Who? <laughs> the fuck? That's not a real guy. You made up a guy. That's a real guy. You made up a guy. Uh, I think... Put Brandon Sanderson in the video game. No. <laughs> Torture Bl- Brandon. I want Paul Blackthorne. I thought you were going to say Paul Blart, and I was like, no. <laughs> Paul Blackthorne, if you don't know, actor who played, I, this is a weird pull, but Dresden 
in the Dresden Files TV show. This is the most Nora thing you've oh, ever or said. the cop dad from Arrow. Again, the most Nora two poles you could have made. It's fine. He's got a distinctive face and voice, and he's done, like, uh, you know, gruesome stuff. I watched a movie where... Uh, I'm getting confused with James Purefoy. Sorry. Never mind. This guy could be a million dudes. This guy doesn't have a distinct face. <laughs> yeah, he does. This, no, this guy has a million guys. Paul Blackthorne has a distinct mouth. No. I'm looking yes. at... I am looking at the man when and no... When it's in motion. When his mouth is moving. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a weird way of moving his mouth. I'm just saying. I just don't think he's a... He just looks like every other guy. If you agree with me that Paul Blackthorne <laughs> is a distinctive-looking man, you can send your affirmations to journalupdate at gmail.com. There you go. You got the third one in. Are you happy? I'm so happy. <laughs> what what kind of evil situation are we putting these people in? Haunted Lighthouse. Haunted Lighthouse. Okay. Not a lot to explore, though. There's, there's plenty. In the lighthouse? Yeah. You gotta put them on a fucked-up island. With a lighthouse. Yeah, with a lighthouse. With a lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think... I always liked the part of um, Nosferatu or Dracula, depending on whichever version, where, like, the the, um, coffin is on the ship, and then the the vampire comes out while the ship is going across the ocean, kills everybody, eats them, so that when the ship shows up on the other side, everyone's dead. Yeah. That could be part of the backstory. We could do vampires. That's kind of Man of Madon, also. Well, shit. Yeah. Except the boat is still just in the middle of the ocean. The boat should be there and, like, wrecked yeah. underneath the lighthouse. I'm into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There you go. Haunted lighthouse, vampires, um. Paul Blackthorne. <laughs> <laughs> And Daniel Craig. And Daniel Craig. I don't know what the rest of the cast is. I don't know. Do we add teens? Do we have Paul Black? No, I don't want. Any, I don't want any teens in my film. Okay. You're staring at me very intently <laughs> right now. <laughs> I was just watching a video about lighthouses this morning. This is why the lighthouse. What? What? <laughs> what do you do before I wake up? I was. I learn. I don't know. <laughs> I was re- learning about lighthouses and their history. Okay. Shit. Great. It's a bad place to be. Sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a good place to be. Seems fucked up. It's fucked up, especially if you get stuck there with another guy who's dead. That's so true. I wouldn't want that to happen to me. No. What mm-hmm. if he was dead and then you had to just sit there with him for like three weeks? Bro, I throw him in the water. But then people will think you murdered him. But I didn't. What are you gonna? How are you gonna prove that? Uh, if I put him in the water, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "There was no other guy here. What are you talking about?" I'll gaslight everyone. <laughs> Look, call it the gaslight house. That's right. Yep. <laughs> do we have any other emails? We do have another email. Okay. We have one more. This one comes in from Anthony. I'm not really sure what to call Until Dawn's genre. Cinematic adventure games, I guess. Anyway, what are some other games like it you've enjoyed? And what are your favorite horror games in general? Uh, It's the second one right off the bat and you don't like horror games? Yeah, not really. Um, I 
if you're going to give those, it's just an adventure game. It's just an adventure horror game. I don't think it's a fancy genre. Adventure. This is why we specifically say point and click if we mean older adventure games, I think, at this point. Probably. Like, this is kind of like the mode of adventure games now. Yeah. Between uh, Quantic Dream, Telltale, you know, Don't yeah, yeah, Nod. Yeah. Like, that's just what an adventure game is now. Uh, if you mean something else, you, you generally would be more specific, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, other horror stuff. I love Dead Space. Dead Space that is game great. rips. Great video game. I like I like I liked Resident Evil 8. That was kind of scary. Sure. It's a little spooky. The only Resident Evil I put any time into was five. Oh bummer. It's fine. Shame. It's fine. Uh speaking of racist <laughs> Yeah, you want to talk about a racist game. Not Ooh, really. Oh boy. Remember the pre order bonus that had a African necklace? Yes. I had that. Damn. Yeah. Uh, other games in this style that I liked. Life is Strange was a very uh, a game that was very dear to me at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, game of Thrones Telltale. The opposite of that was a bad time. It was very. It was. I was reading Game of Thrones at the time. Oh yeah, um, I did that. And uh, me and my friend were playing it as it came out and just being like. Wow, this this sucks. I'm so glad I gave up on um, the Song of Ice and Fire in the middle of Dance with Dragons. Oh, that's a great place to stop. That's uh, it, I I saw it coming, and uh, they started talking about the desert, and I was like, no, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. Some people like the Dorn chapters. I skipped all of them. I think uh, those people are wrong. <laughs> um, you know what you didn't see coming? What? The next book. So true. George is never writing that shit. That's, He's probably written plenty of it. Wins a winner, never coming. He's out. not Patrick Rothfuss. He does write. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't just quit and not told anyone yet. <laughs> well, Patrick Rothfuss uh, has quit. His agent knows it, but will not say so. <laughs> <laughs> he can't do that. Damn, people like that guy too, and he hasn't written anything in fifteen years. Yeah. Damn, that guy sucks. Yeah. I don't think you get to be on the Penny Arcade D&D stream and not <laughs> suck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They have a different one that's all different people, so I don't know about any of those people, but the main line, the, the one that goes on the stage at, like, Gen Con and shit. Uh, Bro, they have their own fucking con. Do somewhere else. Maybe it was PAX, not Gen Con. Don't let Gen Con I, Maybe do they that. did both, but... Don't pay those guys like I don't that. Remember. If you know more about Acquisitions Incorporated than I do... Don't Good talk to you. me. Do not speak to me. Uh, if Will Wheaton won't associate with you. <laughs> yeah. <Oof. laughs> Yikes. Uh, um, is that... Oh, horror games. I did like Dead Space. Dead Space is good. I played that new Amnesia, or I played part of it with some friends. And it would seem the one about being pregnant? Yeah, the one about being pregnant. It seemed kind of neat. It's got a tummy button. It does have a tummy button. You know what game also has a tummy button that you liked? No. <laughs> Death Stranding. That's not a horror game. I didn't say horror game. I okay. said another game. It does have a tummy button. It you does... do rock that you do rock that fetus. Yeah. Rock the fetus. <laughs> Hashtag rock the fetus. <laughs> uh, but it also has horror themes, I would say. Does it? Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't played it. I've played it. Have you? Yeah. All right. I played it on launch. 
$60. I also paid $60 for that. Unfortunate. (laughs) Didn't you buy it twice? No. I thought you had to buy it twice to upgrade it or something. Nope. You only have to pay 10 bucks for the upgrade for PS5. And I have not played it yet, but I paid for it. So, you know. You will. Uh, I might not. (laughs) I was playing Tales of Arise when it came out. uh, And I... uh, the only way I think I would have caught it was everybody else was getting back into it too, yeah. and I think that wave has passed. And now Grace I'm like, well, no, Grace finished. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Grace wrapped it up. Um, fear. First encounter assault recon. Is that game actually scary? Sure. Okay, so no. I mean, it has jump scares. Okay, and it has some good, like, creepy ambiance at times. There's it's, only, but it's also a shooter. It's primarily a shooter, so yeah. you know it is horror action, not like amnesia or something else that's scary. Soma, Soma. That game's fine. It's fine. <laughs> also, would have been better as a movie. <laughs> it would have been way better as a movie. If but so- even then, it would have been really stupid. It would have been, yeah. If Soma was a A twenty four movie. <laughs> oh my god. Somebody, somebody, make a tweet that we can give to A twenty four to make Soma out of. World's dumbest man doesn't understand cloning, or what? What is the actual process? Mind uploading. Yeah, mind uploading. Uh, well, yeah, fear is my go to. I liked all of the fear games for various reasons. Fear 3 is a terrible video game, but I was in too invested in the lore at that point not to play it day one, so I did spend $60 on 60 Fear US dollars on Fear 3. We've all made bad choices. I paid $60 US dollars for Fable 3. <laughs> Fair enough. Fear 3 and Mass Effect 2 have the same final boss. The Terminator made out of humans? Kinda. Okay. One of them is made out of ghosts instead of humans, but... It's a big skeleton face that you shoot in the eye. Spooky. Yeah. Spooky. Fear 3 is a co-op game where you play as both the Point Man and Paxton Fettel. And the... the okay. The competition in points as you go through is to determine which of you gets to be the father of Alma's new child. What? <laughs> Your what? whole game is about finding Alma to take her baby when she gives birth so that Point Man can raise the baby to be good or the ghost of Paxton Fettel will take the baby to raise him to be evil. And you were invested in this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of backstory leading into all of that. This is unrelated to anything. Did you ever play Army of Two? No. Okay, that's what it was making me think of when you said <laughs> the co-op thing. I'm sure they took inspiration from that. I know that was a pretty popular thing at the time. Yeah. Uh, but fear is also a... Okay, I don't need to get into the fear I don't want to know power, the fear lore. But... Mechanically, it is a good, like, window into what first-person shooters were like at that time. Because the first one has armor pickups and health packs. Yeah. Then the second one has some regenerating health, but not all. It's sort of like Halo. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is complete, like, Call of Duty, Jelly Screen. Yeah. Cover shooter. So, it's a really interesting, like, way Cover shooter? Well, you have to crouch behind a box to let the jelly go away. (laughs) It's not what a cover shooter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cover shooter. Is. Sure it is. No, you get in cover. No. Oh, Nora. 
You're saying wrong things. <laughs> Deus Ex Human Revolution is a cover shooter. Shut the fuck up. I'm ending this podcast. This was the pod and I'm ending it. Damn. No plugs. No plugs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Y-E-R. You can find me on AudioEntropy.com, I need mail.com. We got some new Amory score up there. Um, we're covering Gravity Falls over on uh Totally Reprise right now. Um, that show sucks. Uh you can uh listen to uh, Eidolon, which is an actual play podcast uh, with a game that my friend Luke and I wrote and it's good and you should listen to it at Eidolon Playtest on Twitter uh, and then on your podcast app. It's also called Eidolon Playtest. Yeah. You should listen to it and then make uh, like fan playlists for the different characters. But I, I don't know how you would make a fan playlist given that we already have official playlists. <laughs> I because just like it's making, just the songs from the thing. I just like making playlists. I think you can make fun. all the playlists you want. Laura. I do. Okay. Every time I make a new RPG guy, I make a playlist for them. Oh, great. Nora, where can I find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. You can find stuff I do at NoraBlake.online. You can uh, find this podcast. This, po- this podcast. <laughs> this podcast. This podcast is on the abnormal mapping. Uh, podcast network, which you can support at uh, patreon.com patreon. Yep. Um, you can find me on Export Audio Podcast on exportaudio.io or patreon.com slash exportaudio. And over there, I'm doing lots of stuff. I'm streaming Skyrim. I got a Marvel Hornets podcast that updates twice a week. I've got a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. I, you know, I'm doing all sorts of stuff over there. We got Ars Arcanum, the Brandon Sanderson Book Club podcast. We got Bag End Book Club, the J.R.R. Tolkien <laughs> Book Club podcast. Yeah. Lots of stuff. All kinds of shit. Y'all reading books. Hella books. Couldn't be me. Could be you. No. Sometimes it's you. I only read one book at a time. <laughs> well, that's true. You're reading like four <clears throat> books. I'm reading three. It's too many. I guess four. Never mind. Yeah, got them. Two for a podcast, one with a friend, and one on my own. So, yep. Audiobooks. Podcast. Basically, like podcasts. End the podcast. No, we have another two hours to go. Uh, the next games. Next month, we are covering The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Uh, which may be Nora's new favorite game, is what I'm discovering about her. All I'm saying before the podcast is that Skyrim's a modern classic. What are we doing after Skyrim? Okay, and then after Skyrim, we're doing Portal. Portal? Because we're changing the format, because we're tired <laughs> of games of choices. I'm not tired of games of choices, I'm tired of bad games. Yeah. And unfortunately, those two things align way more than I really expected. Yeah, the genre uh, that we tried to do uh, does not click very well, and we both kind of hated it. Uh, so we're expanding a little bit. But as like a little bonus treat. Um, yes. Usually we only announce two games ahead. What do you... Okay. But 2022 is going to be the year of Dragon Age. Stop saying it like that. It's the year of Dragon Age. We're, we're only Dra- doing three fucking games. <laughs> but it's going to consume our year. I know. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. I'm happy about it. I'm going to be a wizard. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you like bad games. I'm happy we for We haven't you. even played them yet. I have played them. <laughs> I have played all of them. All of them? Yes! I thought you hadn't played them. 
What? I thought you hadn't played Inquisition. I played a, a, a good portion. Well, not a good portion. I played Inquisition, uh, and I couldn't get out of the fucking hinterlands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Games, man. <laughs> Dragon Age fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> I will try and have an open mind going into this, but Dragon Age fucking sucks. I'm excited. I'm oh. glad you are. Molly's angry. Well, I'm not angry. I just hate Dragon Age. I think that's reasonable. <laughs> there are a lot of people who love Dragon Age who hate and Dragon Age. They're, yeah, they're all wrong. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's the podcast. This, this was the, pod. the podcast. Nora's clicking.